Now we're rolling Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason, as always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Mr. Zach Partridge. What up, sir? What up, dog? little change of scenery for me today. I am in Denver, Colorado. Make your bed, you filthy animal. Dude, that, oh yeah, that is my bed. I'm right there. That's so I uh, I drove down yesterday with with Mr. Joe Haro so he could get some rounds in over at the Bang Muay Thai headquarters. Um, it's pretty awesome, man. Pretty awesome experience getting there and watch those guys get some rounds in with Bobby King and um, Dwayne Lugwood. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome gym. How good, does good uh, How does El Chapo look? He looks really good. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah. He, yeah, and Bobby's fighting in two weeks. Joel's fighting in three weeks. Bobby's fighting in two weeks. And, um, you know, I, I obviously won't talk about how how things went with their with their training, but um, he he looks really good. Yeah, I'm excited. This is a big step up for Joel fighting somebody with you know seven pro fights versus his two experience gap. Like, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to see. You know, we're we're I think we're gonna see real quick where Joel where Joel is. He, he um. I will say, uh, Dwayne gave him a lot of really good feedback. Um, you know, I was listening to him while he was, while he was coaching Bobby and him. And it, it was, it was good to hear that high level of a coach in the mix coaching his fighters. It just, I mean, you know, you're in it. It's, it's, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's good. But he knows, you know, he knows he's got a big test. Like you said, he's got a guy that's had seven pro fights and the kids no slouch. Right. So they, uh, him and Bobby are going to run stairs somewhere, and obviously I can't run anywhere, so I'm I'm chilling at the hotel doing this little breakdown. Cool, Mason. What up, dog? Okay, wait. Funny Mason. story, Mason. True, true homie. True, friend. true homie. I like Mason. Hey, so funny story. We check into the hotel last night, right? And they have a they have a hot tub here, but you have to make a reservation for the hot tub, right? Okay. So, so we go up to the counter, and we're get, before we go to eat. And Joel tells the lady, hey, we need to make a reservation for the hot tub. And the lady's like, how many people? And Joel's like, it's just me and him. And the lady just kind of looks at us. And I'm like, there there may be a couple more other people. <laughs> a little awkward. Two guys making a reservation for a hot tub. It's okay. No judgment. Sam, first time listening. Hell yeah. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. Zach, your comments aren't showing. Yeah, Zach's. Uh, uh, you comment on my page or on the YouTube, Rod. If you comment on YouTube or my Facebook, we can put them up. I have the computer up. Zach doesn't have this screen up on his side. Um, dude, UFC oh, two. Hold on. Okay, oh, you got I, have my, I have my comments up now on my phone. Rod said a hundred push-ups that Sterling takes that belt home. A hundred oh. that Zombie wins as well. Rod, if you want to make those bets, show it. Can you show it, or you just have it up on your I Facebook? Can't sh- I don't believe I can oh. show it. Rod, go comment that on my yeah. my Facebook. I can't. I'm a, I'm on that. I'm I'm on that. I'll take your money. I'll take your push-ups. I will yeah. take those push-ups. Jackson, what's up? Mark and Jackson. What's Jackson up? sent Jackson sent me a very funny meme that he wants me to post on one of your posts, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Don't listen to Jackson. <laughs> Don't listen to Jackson ever. It's in my story. It's in my Instagram story. You'll know what I'm talking about. Gosh. <laughs> What's up, Panda? Don't trust anybody that doesn't like Hasbula. Bro, 
Rod wants to bet 100 push-ups that Sterling wins and Zombie wins as well. Do I want to take each? So 200 push-ups. 200 push-ups. I am I am taking the the Sterling one because Jan is going to beat Sterling. Um, and I'm not betting against Volk, so I'll take I'll take you up on both of those, Rod. And if you win, I will do the push-ups on Monday when we do our our recap. How about that? Oh, now he likes Hasbula. He likes Hasbula now. Stop it. Dude, we brought him over. We brought him over. He's been converted. So UFC 273 tomorrow night. Unfortunately, I'm going to be driving back from Denver, so I'm going to have we're going to have to watch on our phones in the car. But ew. It's all right. I'll make Joel drive or Bobby, one of those guys can drive. Good luck. You're not making anybody. You're the chauffeur. I was going to say, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah, you're the chauffeur. You don't, get, chauffeur you don't call the us. shots, dog. Everybody knows what – everybody knows. Everybody knows my role. You're Joel's bus boy. I'm the bus boy. I did drive all the way here. I'm like, hey, man, he's got a fight in three weeks. Kid's been busting his butt. I figure I help him out as much as I can. Um, All right. Should we break down this card, man? Yeah. Let's get it. UFC 273, first fight of the night. Is in the oh, it's a catch weight 136. We got Julio Arce and Daniel Santos. Arce is 17 and five, stands five foot seven with a 70 inch reach. Santos 10 and one, he stands five foot seven. I do not have his list reached, reach, reach listed. Uh, Santos making his UFC debut. How do you see this one playing out, Zach? I think Julio Arce has a little bit too much for him. I think this is a tall task, um, for somebody making their UFC debut. I actually really like Julio Arce in this fight. To, um, he gets finished sometimes, but he gets a lot of finishes too. Um, so I, I, I think uh, the way that, just the way that I see it, I actually think Julio Arce inside the distance is 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 what's going to happen. I was listening to uh, our boy Garrett do his breakdown, and he said he thinks that. Um, the fight analysis podcast. I was listening to his breakdown of this fight, and he said this this could be one of those fights that's gonna that's gonna set the tone for the rest of the card. And uh, I agree with you. I think Julio says just that experience. It's hard. The guys that he gets finished by are really high level guys. Yeah, he, he got finished by Song Yudong, but he finished Andre Yule. That's a that's yeah, a good win. It's a good win. You know, loses to loses a split decision to Hakeem Duwadi. Uh, knocked out Julian Arosa like it's too much experience. Julian's a hard guy to finish too. Very hard guy to finish. Yeah, Rod, this whole card is stacked, man. So, all right, we're both on the same page on Julio Arce on this one. All right, let's go up to. Is this another catchweight fight? Yeah, another catchweight. Well, no, K. Hansen missed weight. Oh wow, by three pounds. Wow. Yeah. Herrera Rodriguez, uh, seven and zero. Oh making her UFC debut, uh, coming off a contender series win against Kay Hansen, seven and five, stands five foot two with a 63 inch reach. How do you feel about this one now that Kay Hansen misses weight by three pounds? Three and uh, a half. I, I, I'm on prayer on this one. I think Kay, uh, I, I like Kay Hansen. I'm a fan of hers, but um, she's pretty young and, uh, you know, she's a good grappler, but Pereira is a vicious ground and pound. You watch her fights. Her ground and pound is really good. Um, if Kay settles on the bottom and tries to fight off her back, she could be in trouble. She could pull off a submission off her back, but um, I'm not super high on it. And 
You know, I, I like Pereira in this spot. You know, I was on Kay Hansen until I saw that she missed weight by that way. And I, I do not like that. So I am going Pereira on this one as well. And I'm going to go by decision on this one. Rodriguez by decision for me. No, mo no money on that one, though. No. No bets on the first two at all. Uh, next up, we got in the heavyweight division, Alexi Olenek against Jared Vandera. Uh, Olenek is 59, 16, and one, stands six foot two with an 80 inch reach. Vandera, 12 and seven, he stands six foot four with an, excuse me, 80 inch reach. How do you like, how do you see this one playing out? Pretty even. I don't have a great read on this fight. Uh, I think the odds are right on. I see as a coin flip. Um, flip. My 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 gut just says Vanderera. I just think Olenek has might might have hit a tipping point where he he he's just too old at this point. He has not looked very good in his last couple of fights. I haven't thought, and Vanderera hasn't either. But he's still young, and uh, and he needs this win. He's going to have some urgency. If he loses this, he probably gets cut. I think he's in danger. I think he's in danger of another loss or two, and he's going to get cut. So. Um, yeah. I, 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 my gut is Vandera. Yeah, I'm going to go Vandera on this one. Vandera on this one as well. I think the loser gets cut. Yeah. Loser leaves town fight. Loser leaves town fight. Vandera's two fight losing streak. Olenek's on a three fight losing streak. I don't know. They're heavyweights, though. They, they might keep him around, especially Vandera. He is two and three in his last five, though. Yeah. Uh, so we'll both on, agree on that one. All right. When are we going to disagree, Zach? When are we going to disagree? Maybe on this one. Mickey Gall versus Mike Mallet. Mickey Gall, seven and four, stands six foot two with a 74 inch reach. Proper Mallet is seven, one and one. He stands six foot one with a 73 inch reach. How do you see this one going? Um, I'm interested. What do you got? I have all my picks right here, so there's no, there's no, you know what? No I am going to go with Mallet on this one. I'm going to go with the Team Alpha Male kid on here. I actually think he gets it done. I haven't been that impressed with Mickey Gall. I have Mallet as well. I I think that Mickey Gall has made some improvements in uh, Matt Brown's camp, um, but he's very up and down. And I think he was a guy that got into the UFC a little too bit too young. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I I think Mallet I think Mallet gets it done inside the distance on this one. Inside the distance, huh? Yeah, I think he gets the finish. Ooh, he's good. He's good. He's a good prospect. He's a big one seventy or two. You can see how strong he is at the at the weigh-ins. Like he's he's a yeah. big boy. He, I, I think he's going to be able to overpower Mickey a little bit. Uh, Vegas thinks the same thing. Minus one eighty, plus one fifty is a comeback on Gall. I'm I'm going with Mallet. Jared is going to sleep. May, Moyes thinks Jared Vander. See, I don't think Olin. If anything, he, he takes him down and chokes him out. I don't think he's putting him to sleep. Just my opinion. Okay. All right, Zach. We agree again. Let's check this next one. Aspen Lad, uh, bantamweight division. Aspen Lad versus Raquel Rocky Pennington. Aspen is nine and two. She stands five foot six with a sixty-six inch reach. Rocky Pennington is thirteen and eight. She stands five foot seven with a sixty-seven and a half inch reach. So pretty much even on height on the stats. 
Pennington a little older. How do you like in this one? Uh, I, I got Rocky. I think Rocky's striking is better. I think her boxing is better. Um, I think her experience. I, I've said this. I said this before the last time. I believe you picked against Rocky last time, and um, and uh, and the way she beat Macy Chazon, Penny Kinnad, Marlon. She she only listened. Rocky only really loses to champions and champion yeah. caliber fighters. And um, I'm sorry, I just don't think Aspen Ladd is at that level. And I think Rocky wins, and I think she wins via unanimous decision. This is a very interesting fight because I'm with you on that one where I th- Rocky Rocky has the experience. Aspen Ladd's this is, you know, she lost the fight coming back off of her knee surgery. Now we get to see her back in there with Raquel Pennington. If I'm not mistaken, Pennington was a uh, is a replacement. Um, Ladd was supposed to fight Aldana. Yeah. I mean, either way, two two super tough fights. Um, I'm going to go Rocky on this one as well. I see this going to a decision. Um, that's my pick, and I'm sticking with it. Next up, in the middleweight division, we got Anthony Hernandez versus Josh Freemed. Hernandez is 8-2, and two, stands 6 foot tall with a 75-inch reach. Freemed, is it Fremd? Fremd is 9-2. Stands six foot four with a 76 and a half inch reach. He's a huge middleweight. Brent making his uh, UFC debut as well. LFA vet. Yeah, I, uh, um, this is actually my first good underdog pick of the night. I like framed in this one, actually. Um, Anthony Hernandez, uh, I think he get he's getting a lot of love, especially because gets a lot of love because of that um Rodolfo um yep Rodolfo Vieira you know he got that guillotine choke on you know the black belt honor or whatever I remember that um, yeah but Rodolfo he was just tough in that fight and Rodolfo you know he's just a huge huge 185er that could just cut too much weight and gassed out yeah um, he got pieced up really bad against Kevin Holland um he did get uh Jun Yo uh Jun Young Park uh, in an anaconda, but also lost to Marcus Perez, who's been cut from the UFC since. Yeah, and I don't like he's he's had a very weird uh, he's had a very weird uh, career. Um, does have a nice LFA win over Brendan Allen, which is you that's know that's a, that's a good win. But good win. you know he's just kind of up and down, eight and two. But he does have a no contest because he got knocked and got knocked out by Jordan Wright. It's just. It, it, it's weird, and I'm just going with my gut on this one. I'm not like all in convinced, but I like Josh Freemed. He's about just as experienced, even though it's his UFC debut. Um, I LFA vet, you know, his only losses to Gregory Rodriguez. We know how tough he is, uh, hard puncher, and uh, and then a Robert uh, Gidron um, back in his third fight. I just a gut thing. I think the value. I just think it's a close fight, and I think Freemd has the tools to, to win this fight. And I just think the value at all, what he's like plus 180 or 170, that's – I think this is more of a coin flip fight, fight for me. I like it. I, uh, I'm i going to echo what you said. And You suck. I know, man. I You know, I, I hate agreeing sure with you. I'm sure we were going to differ on that I one. I freaking hate agreeing with you all the time. But I, I got a feeling we're going to disagree on a few of these next ones. We'll see. All right, next up in the welterweight division, we got Ian, the future Gary against Darian Weeks. Uh, Gary is 8-0. and He stands 6'3 with a 74-inch reach. Weeks, 
five foot eleven. He's five and one. He stands five foot eleven with a seventy-two inch reach. I like this Gary kid, man. I really like this Gary. Kid. Oh, Gary, Gary Merkson. He's fit. I, this is the inside the what's the inside the distance on this? Because I think he. I think Gary he's one round. Uh, we Gary wins by TKO is plus one twenty. Yeah, inside inside the distance is minus one hundred five. I'm all over that. Bink. Yeah, I like that. I'm all Me over too. that. That would be my first official pick. And be sure to see his post fight interview because this kid's good on the mic too. Yeah, he's great. I like this kid. Yeah. Um, all right, next up, boom! In the my internet's going a little slow. Lightweight division. We got Vink Pichel against Mark Madsen. From hell, Pichel is 14 and 2. He stands 5 foot 10 with a 72 inch reach. Matt, the Olympian Madsen is 11 and 0. He stands 5 foot 8 with a 72 inch reach. Another one of those kind of coin flip fights, man. Both older guys in their late 30s. How do you see this fight playing out? You know, what's crazy is, is I actually I, I like Vic, Vic Pichel in this fight a lot. And I thought I was going to get him at plus money as an underdog. And he is actually a slight favorite. He is. He's a, bummed he's me a, out because I really like Vic in this. Um, I think Mark Madsen's two one-dimensional. Somebody like Vic Pichel is uh, very well-rounded, has very heavy hands, fights very – he's very violent. Uh, yeah. Mark Madsen is a good wrestler. I thought he lost the fight against Clay Guida. I really did. I thought I, – I, I actually watched it and, yeah. then I, and then I re-watched it. And both times, I thought Glita, Clay Guida won two of the rounds. And uh, I think Matt, Mark Madsen was very, very fortunate to get the split division decision win in that fight. I don't view him as an undefeated fighter. And uh, and I think Vic Pichel officially takes away that O. Um, probably by decision. Madsen's tough. You know, he's a wrestler. He's got that grinder mentality. But yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Vic finished him either. Vic's, he looked phenomenal in his last fight after a long layoff. And... Uh, um, I like Vic Pichel in this fight a lot. Same here. Uh, Pichel by decision is plus 175. If you like him by finish, if it's TKO, it's plus 350. If you like him by submission, it's plus 1,000. I don't see him pulling off a submission on Madsen. Me neither. Uh, not at all. This is another one, though, that I might like. I might actually might like the decision on this one, too. I'll have to ponder that one. But I do like Michelle on this one as well. All right, can we disagree yet? We have, I need a, need a good argument today. We're going to disagree on this one. I already know because we already talked about it. In the strawweight division, Mackenzie Dern versus Titia, the tiny tornado Torres. Dern is eleven and two, stands five foot four with a sixty three inch reach. Torres is thirteen and five, she stands five foot one with a sixty one inch reach. Talk to me, Zach. Talk to me. Um, I. I know you love Mackenzie Dern in this fight. You know, I I I looked at it. I did some research, and yeah, um, and I, I have some thing. I have some things for you. I do. I like I like Tisha Torres in this fight. Um, the Tiny Tornadoes, thirteen and five. She's on a three fight winning streak. Yep. She lost to Marina Rodriguez. Yep. Who cares? Yep. So did so did Dern. Just yep. barely. Her other losses. Weili Zhang, Joanna, Jessica Andrade, Rose Nama Yunus, Carlos Sparza, Marco Randos in the in the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, 
basically besides take away the ultimate fighter and her her actually pro losses are to mm-hmm. rose champion jessica former champion Joanna, champ, former champion way lee former champion marina rodriguez who's probably the number one contender i think I, that there's a level difference in these two um here's the other thing mackenzie dern kind of has to finish people to win right she she beat uh venera Jandarobi, you know crazy eyes right mm-hmm. uh by decision uh won a split decision against ashley yoder i was in attendance for that fight i actually thought Ooh. she lost that fight yeah. i thought yoder won that fight um she kind of she, she kind of has to she kind of has to get him out of there and uh and get the finish i don't think she finishes tisha and i think I agree with Mr. Bowler here. I think I think Tisha wins the positions. I, I, I think she wins the positions in the scrambles. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be she's very very tough to submit. Um, th- that's the other thing. Tisha doesn't get finished, right? So if Mackenzie Dern wins mostly by fin- getting finishes, and she's fighting somebody that Marina Rodriguez couldn't finish, Whaley Zane couldn't finish, Joanna couldn't finish. Jessica Andrade couldn't finish. Rose Namajunas couldn't finish. But Mackenzie Dern's going to be the first one to finish her? I don't think so, dude. I'm actually – I'm pretty high on Tisha Torres on this one. All very good valid points, and I'm not going to disagree with you on those. But where I'm going to disagree with you at is the people that Tisha Torres is losing to are all champions, correct? Right? Yep. We, we agree on that. She's losing to killers. But the people that she's beating, the, the, the women that she's beating – like her last, she's on a three-fight win streak. She's beaten Angela Hill, who arguably shouldn't yeah. even be in the UFC. She beat Sam Hughes, who really hasn't shown anything since she's been in the UFC. And then mm-hmm. she beats uh, Brianna Fortino. So the Sam Hughes fight was very short notice. It was very short notice, but once again, I, I think we're. I think what we're going to see is this is the fight that's going to either it's either going to propel Dern to that next level or it's going to keep her where it's at. And I, I'm going to side with Dern being just a little bit better than Ticia Torres on this, in this fight. Um, I do like, I, I will say, I, I have to agree with you. I do like the experience with Torres. Um, but M- Dern, she's younger. Uh, I think she's going to learn from this last loss. And I think she actually gets this done. Um, I don't know if I agree with it by submission, Mason. Um, but I see, I see Dern uh, eking out a close decision in this one, 29-28. Disagree. Disagree. Hey, this so, is why we do the podcast, dog. Let's just so. see this. Let's just look at some odds here. Dern wins inside the distance, plus 180. Torres wins by decision is plus 130. Uh, Dern wins. Where's Dern wins by decision? Is plus 330. Um, turn wins towards by unanimous decision plus 165. I, I, yeah, I think it's gonna be a close fight, it's gonna be a good fight. Yeah. And a straight just may be right. TT is well rounded, man. turn has not shown mental touch. You're, you're, I, yeah, she's, she's. Hey, Scott's talking. You he's listen. talking. I do. I listen. I, I like. I like what he's saying. I just. I think that they're. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my gut. I'm going with Dern. I'm riding. Okay. It. Take that out. I'm riding it. 
Take that out. We'll see on Monday. I should be listening to you because you've been kicking my butt since the beginning of the year with my picks. Let's see if we can rewrite the ship. How do you see it? Decision or finish? Decision. Okay. I, I think she should control. I think she controls the pace of the fight. I yeah. think she wins the scrambles and wins the positions a lot. Uh, I think she's a crafty enough veteran to not get caught in a submission. And so, um, yeah, it's I, I that's I I think I just think Tisha's just I think she's a problem, dude. She's better than her record. Let's put it that way. It's because she's, she's good. She's, she's always she's always fighting top tier people. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's get to this next welterweight fight with uh, Gilbert Burns and Hazmat Shamaev. <laughs> I just saw a stat on Twitter that this fight is getting seven to eight times more publicity on social media than the co-main and main event. Oh, this is the main event. This Make is no the main event. Everybody no is everybody is all over. Chamayev is the main event. Um, Did you listen to their their news conference? Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Birds is making fun of him. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Oh, and then did you hear Burns asking for a translator when Chamai yeah. was talking? Translator. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So does Chamai just walk through Burns? Like there's already talks of Chamai fighting Colby Covington after this fight on social media. Dude. So Are we looking past Burns? You know what's weird? You know what's weird on yeah. TikTok? Yeah. Everybody's going, don't sleep on Burns. Don't sleep on Burns. Almost to the point where it's like, I feel like more people are talking about how Burns is a live dog than Chamayev's going to smash him. Really? That's that's just the vibe I'm getting off of it. Um, how do you see it playing out? Remember remember when everybody was kind of talking themselves into Jorge out a chance against Usman? And I even oh, had yeah. you – dude, no. The day of the podcast – stop it. You stop it right now. I will screenshot our text messages. You were going – Man, I'm kind of double thinking Masvidal. When everybody starts talking about it, they want it. They want it to be they true so bad yeah. that they try and convince themselves and talk themselves into it. And um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, they they want they want to they everybody Burns is so likable, and everybody would love for Burns to have that moment of he's the one that derails the the Chimaev hype train. Um, I said it on my TikTok. I said it on Facebook last week, and I do not say this light, lightly. I I do. I I honestly believe that we've never seen anything like Chamayev. I, I I don't. I I do not believe we've ever seen an animal like this guy in MMA and uh, in the UFC. He's um, he he's crazy. He's he's a crazy person, um, and he has all the skills to back it up. Um, I mean, he just, no, no, no people. I keep seeing here and seeing people go, you need to put some money on burns to, you know, because the value is so great. You're just lighting it on fire. Sorry. And I like burns and I'm cheering for him. I really am. But this isn't a jujitsu dog. The thing is, is. His last win was like four or five years ago by submission. I, I'll have to pull it up and look it up. But it's not like Burns is just submitting people left and right in the UFC. He, he's, he doesn't. Let me tell you a little story about a guy named Khabib. 
If dude, if you look at Chamayev's, but look at Chimaev, If you look at Chamayev's record, no, Chamayev. What Chamayev is doing to people is different than what Khabib was doing. Not necessarily. Khabib was smashing people too, bro. Sir, who was it? Khabib smashing when he got him to the ground. How long did it take Khabib? How long did it take to Khabib to, to get into the contender talk? How long did it take Khabib to beat Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje? Not very long, dog. No, and those are dude, that's not even top. a comparable. That's not even a comparable argument. We, I'm not disagreeing. How long did it take? Chima- how long? How long would it take Chamayev to beat those guys? We don't know yet. How much value are you putting on? Because I'm 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 not picking against Chamayev. How much value are you putting on that win against if he beats Burns? How much value does that? Tons, because Burns, dude, Burns is literally the only person that we've seen Usman in trouble with. In, well, that's not true. Col- Colby gave him fits, but Col- yeah. um, dude, Khabib, Khabib wasn't as well-rounded as Chamayev is. Four fights into the UFC career. No, I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with you there. He definitely didn't have the striking, and Chamayev's dude. He's ten and zero with ten finishes. And this, and all dude, just dude, within the first dude, two rounds. Dude, his fight, his strike ratio was one hundred and twelve to one. He's been hit one time for every one hundred and twelve punches he's landed. His whole, his one, two, three, four fights in the UFC have all been. You added up the time. You're less than two and a half rounds. Two less tell than me, one and a half rounds. Tell me when Khabib was picking up other ranked opponents. Holding him in the air, screaming at Dana, and then putting him on the mat and choking him unconscious. Like, dude, he he's different. Khabib's great. Khabib is Who's all-time the- great. He's the best lightweight heavyweight or light, lightweight of all time. No and ifs or buts. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take anything away from Khabib. But Chamayev, Chamayev's rise is is greater. He has the potential to surpass Connor as the greatest rise in UFC history. Oh, if he beats Burns, I mean, he's if he smashes Burns. If he smashes Burns, and Dana White's already said, dude, he said if the stars align, he said if the stars align right, he has a card picked out. He didn't say the date for ABC on ABC, and that's where he's going to want Chamayev and Covington. That's huge. That's a huge fight on ABC. Well, so so here's here's what's really interesting. Do you want that fight on ABC though? Do you do you want that? Smash talk, that smack talk oh, on ABC. So, so here's, here's, uh, Colby. Colby needs to be real careful about what he keeps saying about Chamayev because Chamayev might just slit his throat way ends and just call it good. Chamayev's crazy. Is is Chamayev the? Uh, he's from Russia, but he's Sweden, right? He was fights out of Sweden. Yeah, but he's still Dagestani. So, is he the Russian version? Of Kobe Covington, of with all the smash or no, not Kobe Covington of, of uh, Sean Strickland, is he a Russian Sean Strickland? Yes. Is Chimaev our Russian Sean Strickland? Yep. So here's and so here's the other thing. This is this actually is a Usman's the best pound for pound fighter on the planet, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's given who's who's given him his hardest fights? uh Covington I wouldn't even say 
Burns had because he really didn't have him in trouble. But he rocked him. He, he rocked him. Right? He didn't even drop. Like Kobe, he just kind of stumbled Kobe, back and bounced. Kobe, Kobe never even dropped Usman. No. Burns had a moment where it's like, oh, he might be really hurt here. And he was yeah. hurt. I think he was yeah. hurt. Oh, he was but, hurt. Yeah. But that's where we talked about his, his mental toughness. And but Kobe's probably the one guy that probably matches Usman's mental toughness in that division, besides Very, Jamal, yeah. right? That we've seen. Yeah. Yep. I mean, for, for Covington to lose rounds one and two in the second fight the way that he did and come yeah. back and win three and four. Yeah. Whew. Like, like Covington has taken rounds from Usman. So here's what's so dangerous. If Chamaev and Covington have a close fight, then, but, and Chamaev wins, then the Chamaev Usman fight is just bonkers, right? It's crazy. What happens if, Ch- what happens if Chamaev smashes Covington? That's a huge fight. Where, where Colby, where Colby gave Usman hard, a hard fight. And what if Chamaev walks through Covington? Does Usman just go box Canelo and call it good? Man. I picked all of it because I never want to overlook him against Dustin. I didn't, Fiji. I don't know. I think Chamaev blows through. Hey, Burns you ready for this? Hey, this is a good one. Mackenzie Dern is was only three for twenty-eight in her takedown attempts. Shout out to Sam Weston. Dern is only three for twenty-eight in her takedown attempts in her last fight. And she's gonna take down Tisha Turris to submit her. Good luck. You gotta realize she's she's still young, she's getting better. I just think I mean, going back to that, I just think right. that Torres is 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 beating mid-level fighters. I think Mackenzie Dern has the potential to be up there with potentially be up there. And this, this fight will basically determine that for me, it will, because if she beats Torres, it's like, okay, now she's back in the conversation. If not, then she's not. So it's kind of one of those things where I'm, I'm really just kind of going with my gut and yeah. See Fiji, Fiji doesn't think Chamai runs through burns, but so here, here's the interesting bet. I saw somebody said that they, they think that the best value on this fight is yeah. over a round and a half. In which fight? For Chamaev? Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you what. Uh, that would be – that's fascinating to me considering how fast Chamaev's beaten everybody. Here, Here's one thing that – another thing that – oh, I don't even – we don't even – there's not even a line on that fight. No. Stop it. What Ida's best fight odds doesn't have a line for they don't have a line for the Chamaev Burns fight. What the hell? <laughs> what the <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, you crack me up over one and a half. Okay, here's what I was going to say. Here's what worries me about Burns. And I think he's going to get finished because you saw in the Usman fight over one and a half how, is minus one thirty. By the way, how if Chamaib is really as strong as he is and he's long, and if he implements some of that same game plan Usman did with that jab, Burns ain't lasting that long. Fightodds.io. What kind of weird website is that, Scott? <laughs> Scott's got the, the dark web. He does got the dark web one. Fight, Fight odds. odds. 
Oh, there it is up there. That's Talk weird. About it for a sec. Okay. Track lines break down. Ooh, I've never seen this one. This one's this one's like uh best fight odds. Yeah, I oh man, I don't know if I like that over one and a half or not. It'd be really interesting to see how well uh how well Burns can can take those powers is if Chimaev is really as strong as he is. Fight goes the distance is plus 250. I got it pulled up, Scott. This is awesome. Chimaev inside the distance is minus 220. So let's see, how do I get down here? All right, guys, I'm just messing around with this website to see if I can. I'm looking at the prop bets for Chimaev. So let's go back to this. So over one and a half is minus 125, 135, depending on where you're at. Five five dimes, bets USA, bet online. My inside the distance is minus 220, Zach. Yeah. I got it. I got it, Scott. Yeah. I yeah. think Chamaib gets it done inside the distance. That oh, that's my right. that's my pick. Would you would you would you put Chamaiv on a parlay with somebody? <laughs> nice autocorrect, Fiji. <laughs> we know that's not what you meant, but Fiji. I got it. Oh gosh. Um uh and and yeah. Burns is is you could argue that he's an undersized welterweight, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he's not one of the bigger welterweights. Former lightweight. Yeah. All right, Chamaiv. Right, no what? No what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know no what, what, what he was commenting to. Oh, no. <laughs> what did I do? I'm sure it's towards me. You're always screwing stuff stuff up, Zach. What's up with that? I don't know. All right, co-main event. This is the this is my main event for me. Uh, Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan. Uh, Sterling is 20 and 3, stands 5'7 with a 71-inch reach. Yan, 16 and 2, stands 5'7 with a 67-inch reach. Um. What did you think of Sterling crying on the scale? I I didn't hate it. I thought it was cool. No parlay. Yeah, no parlay. I agree. I, too too many things can go wrong. You thought he cried? Like somebody put on there, they think he had a rough weight cut. I dude, he looks no. way too good. I no, don't think no, so. No. At all. It wasn't a rough weight cut. It was no. he was grateful to be back fighting because he really I, thought that he really yep. thought that his fight career could be over. Yep. Yep. I uh, I agree. I didn't think it had anything to do with like a tough weight cut. And he was happy about making weight. Dude, he all week long, all week leading up to the fight, but in the weeks leading up to the fight, he's looked in phenomenal shape. Go look, follow him on TikTok. He pretty much documented his whole weight cut the last few weeks. Big art, Scott Aljo. I don't know, man. Well, he's been down there training at Extreme Couture with him. Oh, that's right. You know what? Art, I love you. And I actually was this close to picking Aljo and Zach and I talked about it and I went and rewatched the first fight. I do not think Aljo is going to be able to close that gap. Jan was just levels above him in that first fight, in my opinion. So we talked about it. Jason's like, man, we, this, this, uh, Hey, Fiji, um, you better stop betting. Your wife's going to be watching this. You're going to be cut off dog. Fiji. I got you, dog. I got you. Um, better stop it. His wife's going to be coming. She's going to be knocking on your door, dude information purpose entertainment purposes only this show um okay yeah you said maybe i got aljo i was like dude go rewatch I'm that like, fight. 
So, cause, cause this, this is what happens. So as people know, like if you like to pick on sports and bet on sports entertainment purposes only, of course, cause you wouldn't do that in the state of Utah. Um, I picked Aljo the first fight yep, and I was a big believer and I've never been so lucky to win a pick or a bet in my life. When Aljo won that fight off that DQ. I, you could see by the end of the second round, the way that it was going. And it's like, it's, it's over dog. Cause so Jan does the same thing that a lot of greats do. And this is what greats do. I feel like and it's a characteristic traits of what greats do. They take the first round. They don't throw it away, but they're also not forcing a finish or trying to get the person out of there in the first round. They're downloading information. Right. Can I can I just highlight something about we have a fighter in Utah that's that way, Bobby King, who's fighting April twenty third in Hawaii, similar style. Downloads yeah. information in that first round. Downloads the information. Anderson Silva was famous for it. Um, the Peter Jan does that. I really thought Sandhagen had a chance against Jan, and he gave him. Yeah. That was a great fight. It was a great fight. And, um, and San Hagen is a monster, but you can see once he downloads everything, things change. And then he slowly starts ramping up the pace of the fight. And what he does that I don't believe any other 135er right now could deal with besides maybe TJ Dillashaw is that fourth, fifth round. He kicks it into a gear that nobody else has. Yeah. And so even if do, I mean, Sterling was breaking when he landed that knee. We were very close to a finish. I believe Sterling was gassed. I believe Sterling can correct the cardio and the output. Yeah. Right. And, 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 but I, I, I still don't, I still don't believe, I still don't believe that, um, that the Aljo can make it closer, but I don't, and I don't like the odds. I think that the odds are too far off. I I do too. But 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 I just I don't see a path to victory for Sterling other yeah. than catching him in a submission, and nobody's ever caught Jan in a submission. I'll come I'll comment on this because you you saw that in the first round of of their first fight, you saw Al Aljo pushing that pace, but like you said, Jan Jan wasn't out of it at all. In fact, he dropped Sterling towards the end of that first round. With because he he had gotten enough of that information already, and towards the end of the round, he dropped him. And you know what? Nobody talks about. Nobody talks about. I knew who it was. I knew who you were. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, by the way, you know what? Nobody talks about. Yeah. Jan's boxing is is he one of the, is he is does he have the best boxing hands in the UFC? Who's better than him three, right now? Top three. I mean, who would you put above him? I don't know who I put above him. Uh, Adrian Yanez is up there. Uh, we've seen it. Uh, Jan's looked phenomenal. People might, I might get some crap for this, but Sean Strickland's is actually pretty dang good. Sean Strickland is very good. His defense of boxing yeah. is very good. He, he rarely gets hit. Um, hey, Jan Max has good difference. boxing. Max, Jan inside the distance is plus 450 to 500. Shout That's out Tim. Dave Weston, who's a he's a, he's he, Dave's good at at picks. He's the one who he likes introduced me to Garrett. Oh, dude, they're always on in there. They're picked. These they're good. He's really good. Dave's good. 
He likes he likes Jan inside the distance. He or just that, said, just said the odds. Is plus plus four fifty five hundred. That's probably the value. That's probably the best value on this. It's either that Bjorn can get him out of there, or I'm either oh, that I, or and you can get plus money on the decision too. Right now is plus one ten, plus one twenty four. Jan Sterling is tough, man. I mean, hard to say if he would have if he would have uh, finished him. Maxime said it, bro. Sean is a killer boxer. Love watching him every day. Yo, yeah. You see him every day down there. So, yeah. Sean is a freaking stud. So, so um, Max, I have a hard time saying Max is the best boxer or, or right there. Because if you say Max, you have to say Dustin Poirier because Dustin Poirier outboxed him for five rounds. To me, I, Jan, is Jan, is, Jan is my number one. I, I love the way he moves, head movement. He's phenomenal. I, I just, I'm with you though. I think the odds are way out of whack. I think we might see a competitive fight for one and a half rounds, maybe. Rounds. I think. I think, I think Mason was. Mason said 49, 46. I, I, I like that. 49, 46. It's about. It's about right. I don't hate it. You know what the All value right. might be? The value might be betting the over four and a half rounds, and then doubled, and then and then hedging with yawn inside the distance. Ooh, I like that. That might be, that might be the way to build the most value out of that, that, um, that fight. Uh, they're not given, if you're looking at the odds, they're not giving Aljo any shot to win in this fight. Like it's, it's almost like what the, like Sterling wins by KO TKO is plus 1600 by submission plus 1000 inside the distance plus 650. Decision plus 800. Like, hmm. I don't know. I, I rewatched the first fight and I was convinced Jan is, he's just a better fighter. I don't think he's going to be able to close that gap. I agree. Best boxers in MMA, Jason Thacker or Fred Edish. You stop it, Bowler. Stop it, Scott. Jason Thacker. <laughs> All right, let's get to the main event. Featherweight Championship, Alexander the Great Volkanovski against Chen Zong, Zong, the Korean zombie Zong. Uh, Volkanovski is 23 and 1, stands 5 foot 6 with a 71 and a half inch reach. Zong is 17 and 6, he stands 5 foot 7 with a 72 inch reach. I mean, are we just in agreement that Volk is just on another level? I said it on TikTok yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I said it on, I, 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 uh, Ooh, Bobby Green's good. Bobby Green's a very good one. Um, um, I said it on TikTok yesterday. Um, you know what talk hasn't happened enough yet, and I think it's it's time to happen. Folks, the greatest featherweight of all time. You know, he talked about that on there. He he he. I think he still gives a slight edge to um, Aldo for what he's for what he's done as far That's, as defending defending. But he but, says but, he's so, he's okay. he's nipping. Because what's he have three? Does he have three title defenses yeah, right but, now? Yeah, but see, this is how I – yeah, okay. He beat Aldo. Mm-hmm. Beat him. Twice, right? Just once. 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 Just once. But then but then he, he's beat Max, who beat Aldo twice. And and even if you take the stance like I do, that yeah. uh, Max won that second fight, I believe Max won that second fight. Um, I've watched it five, six times. Dude, Volks. You know, I put it over the top with me. It's, it's kind of the same with Usman. I wasn't, I wasn't a huge Volk believer. 
Yeah. But once you see the mental toughness and he shows that, I'm like, dude, mounted guillotine and it was tight. And oh, yeah. With Ortega. And for him to keep calm against a world-class person like Ortega like that, um, I just I, – I, I think we're I think we're watching greatness. And, and I've said this before. I didn't appreciate Khabib enough when he was here. And yeah, I realized you, it when he was gone. Yep. And I refuse to make that mistake again. Um, Jan is getting close to where I'm like, we might be watching – an all-time great with at the bantamweight division because I mean that bantamweight division scary and he just keeps knocking them off, knocking them off, knocking them off. He does it enough times. We're gonna have to start recognizing him as one of the greatest bantamweights of all time. Um, I think Volk's there. I think Volk's there. You look at who he's beat. The way he beat Chad Mendez. The way he beat Aldo. The 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 way the way he beat Max. Like yeah. The way the way he beat Ortega. I mean, he didn't just beat he, Ortega. He, he beat him to a pulp, dude. He put it on Ortega. Like, After Ortega he, beat Korean Zombie to a pulp. So I heard, I was seeing a lot of people saying, oh, Ortega, that was a close fight. There was nothing close about that. But other than that 30 second to a minute when he had those two submissions on, there was no other point in that fight where Ortega was in control for four, for pretty much four, four and a half rounds. Four, four, yep, easily. And so let me tell you this. So his last loss, Volkanovski's last loss was 2013. And yep. did you see it? Did you see the video that I sent you? He got yep. knocked out. Yep. The guy was, it was at a hundred. It was at welterweight. Yep. The guy was huge. Yep. Well, he, and he has a loss. He used to be a 214 pound rugby player, dude. A much improved Ortega, just like Zach just said. He, he, he mopped up Korean zombie before that. Yeah. I, I think Volk gets it done. Do you see him finishing him? So do you, see, I, do you see him using more wrestling in this fight oh versus Jeff, Jeff Prado? Timeout. Jeff Prado just said Cejudo versus Volk after this fight. No, Cejudo. No, get in the testing pool. Tell, no, I don't want to hear Cejudo's name, Jeff. So you stop it. Um, here's the thing with. Here's the thing with uh, with Volk. He said he'll be disappointed if he didn't get the finish. We all know how tough Korean Zombie is to finish. It's tough, yeah. They don't call him the Korean Volk, Zombie for nothing. Volk has won unanimous decision, split decision, unanimous, unanimous. Hasn't had a win. Hasn't had a finish since Chad Mendez in 2018. Had a unanimous over Darren Elkins. Another finish back early 2018s against Jeremy Kennedy. Um, Shane Young was unanimous. Hiroto's unanimous. Uh, he's only had three finishes in the UFC. I don't know what it is. I know he hits hard. I don't see him finishing Zombie. I really don't. Think it goes all five? I do. But I, um, but, but I think he cruises for five. Yeah, I think this is a pretty pretty easy easy win. I agree. I don't know if it'll be a finish. And yeah, let's sit back and, and potentially watch greatness in this fight. Minus I mean, 770. Wow. That is just what is crazy. That Volkanovski is minus seven to one favorite. Yeah, see, and I would never lay that. That's crazy. <laughs> so 
Here's okay, the let's. Here's yeah, my. Here's, I have a question for you. Yeah. Out of the last three fights that have humongous favorites, yes, who has the best chance of an upset? Oh man. Because I think my answer is going to surprise you. I. I'm going to say Burns. Because I think I think Jan and and the only reason I'm saying this is because one because you're making me make a pick, and I'm going to go off of the information that I have right now, and with the fights that we've had right now, with the competition that these guys have fought already, Jan and Volkanovski potential upset would be Burns for me right now. make some money it's a nice little nice little parlay piece there i don't hate it i don't hate it who's who, who's yours aljo. who do you think you think aljo i think he has i think his submission game is actually the 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 closest thing that the other three have besides like a lucky punch like a wild lucky shot that just clips somebody he actually, he actually has a skill set where you say he probably has a submission and jujitsu advantage over Jan. Which Jan hasn't be, showed any weakness on getting nope. even taken down or staying down. No, nope, he hasn't. He's never shown it. And and and, and Scott whatever. Scott thinks he has the X factor too. Scott, hey, why are you agreeing with Zach Scott? <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think it is. I gotta disagree. Jan hasn't showed any. No, but I'm just saying we've seen Aljo show elite. Like when he, he has, when he got set. Stan Hagen's neck, that like, was legit. Nobody's ever done that to Stan. That's Hagen legit before, before or since, right? So like he's shown that he has that, like that that. He it's almost like it's almost like a guy that has crazy power. So he like we always talk about Connor, right? If he's just yeah. got a, that left hand, well, you know, if you watch out for the left hand, it's okay. But if that that left hand clips you, you're in trouble. Like even Dustin Poirier, even Dustin Poirier before he broke his leg said he buzzed me a few times with that left hand. Yeah. Like he hits hard. Dustin will say he's. A- okay, you're you're the fighter out of the two of you. You know I don't, I don't fight. Everybody knows watching that I'm I'm not the fighter. How much of Aljo knows how that first fight was going? I listened to Brandon Shop talk about it earlier. Aljo knows how that first fight was going. How much of in the back of his head is he is this false confidence from him, or does he really believe that? No, I think hey, I have what it takes. Like you no, really think no. as a fight as a fighter, if you you get beat like that, what I, areas what areas do you think Aljo is like? I think I I think I can improve and beat him in this area. Where do you think Where do you think I, Aljo's seeing? I can answer that. Mission. Okay. If I if I'm Aljo, um, I'll always go uh, one of the best MMA mentors I've had in my life is Lucas Montoya. And anytime you lose fighters always have to um, come with a reason with that in their head. That's what gives us the courage to get back in the cage. Yeah. If, if you can't come to a conclusion of why you lost um, and where you could grow to get better, um, you're probably never going to have the courage to get back in the cage again. And yeah. so I believe Aljo's confidence. Now, if I'm Aljo, I don't believe this. But if I'm Aljo, I can rewatch that fight and say, you can make an argument that he won that first round because of his output and how aggressive he was and stuff. Besides getting dropped at the end, besides getting dropped at the end, you can you can make an your, argument. You can make in that in your argument. head. In your head, I won you could. That round. Yeah, you could. Definitely. I pushed the pace. I did yeah. it. And then you go, 
Well, so where did I lose it when I started getting tired? Okay. Well, now if I just ramp up my cardio where I, I know I can go five hard rounds without getting tighter, tired and push that pace, I have a shot yeah. to win. I, I can beat this guy. That's, I think that's where Aljo's convinced himself. And I think that he, in his head, that's got to be where he's at. And he, I, I, I feel like you can feel it when people are being fake and they don't believe it. Remember when James Vick was telling Justin Gaethje that he was a bum? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He did. But you couldn't, you know, he was just kind of saying it. I don't even think he believed it. Yeah. You can, you can feel it when somebody doesn't believe what they're saying. I believe Aljo. I, I think he believes he's going to go in there and win. Now, doing it's a different story, but I think I think he believes it, which is important. Yeah. I know. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm excited for the card, man. Unfortunately, I might have to watch it on my phone on the drive back, but. So, and. Hey, maybe I'll. You know what I should do? I should just go live because I'm going to have Joel and Bobby in the car with me. And just, mm-hmm. we should just, we should just have a, a fight companion with the three of us while we're driving back. Think that we think we could get some views? No, because we're all gonna be watching the fight. Yeah, but I'd go back and watch it later, maybe, but I'm not gonna watch <laughs> it while the fights are happening. That's true. That's true. And you're driving from Colorado to Utah, you're gonna lose cell service and stuff throughout it. It's gonna be a nightmare. Oh, it'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Beautiful drive, by the way. I've never driven here before. <laughs> Who Beautiful cares? Drive. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm stoked, man. It's gonna be a good card. Yeah, I won't but, watch the fight. Um, Scott. How are you not watching the fight, Scott? We'll tell you all about it on Monday. How Scott, about that? Come on over. Come on come over. to the crib, Scott. Open invitation. Um, what do we got? Hey, April thirtieth, Maverick Center, Fierce Fighting Championships. Go get your tickets today. You don't want to miss this card. You don't want to miss the card. Mitch Ramirez, Eric Iman, retirement fight. Joe Haro, Jerome Hatch, Steve Seiler. Stacked card, dog. It's crazy. Tune in April 30th. Bobby King fights in Hawaii. Bobby King making some waves in Bellator. 2-0 and in Bellator. And you know they, two they brought him in. 2-1. Two two yeah, 2-1. Two two the Russian. That's right. That's right. Two the Russian, they just hugged his legs for three rounds. But the last kid, you know, they, they that kid had some hype on him. Yeah. I thanked him today for that. I yeah. Did you tell him? I'm like, hey, you made us a little cheddar on that. Dog. Thanks, dog. Appreciate it. Go buy him a drink. Appreciate on the way it. Back. Yeah. I'll buy, him. buy him a drink some, some water. So the, the, the little snack thing downstairs at our hotel has, I just found out has ice cream in there. Oh, gosh. And I told Joel, this is going to be a lesson in discipline for him because I'm going to eat some ice cream and he has oh, to watch God. it. You're a great I'm not doing anything that wasn't done to me when I was You're competing. A great exactly. nutritionist coach. Hey, I just I gotta teach the kid a little discipline. That's all. Just <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I won't do that to him. All right. Is that it? Oh, hey, shout out to contender clothing. I was wearing my uh my Cobra Kai shirt and my contender suit. I had everybody telling me at the Bang Muay Thai gym commenting on the shirt, wanting to know where to buy it. Shout out to contender clothing, man. Awesome clothing. Snip and send that to Roman. He has never lost a fight with me ringside. Bobby King and Deanna Bennett. Interesting. Interesting fun fact. Really? Wow. So Scott's going to Hawaii on the 23rd. (laughs) 
I don't think he is. I think there's FitCon fights. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Dude, you know what? I got to check. Are you going to go to the fights at FitCon, the, the kickboxing? Maybe. So there's a kid. There's two people from, from my gym that are fighting on that card. Well, but, you should go and support your teammates. Well, here's the problem. I have a client doing the bodybuilding show. So I need to find out what time she's going to be competing and... Hey, I am. I trust me. I am. I'm, I'm not going to do that. What I'm jerk. not going to do that. I'm not going to do it to the kid. I won't do it to him. I want to though, but I won't. I'll grind with him. Hey, I, I was going to run with him today, but I can't, I can barely walk. I'm in a knee brace, man. Getting old. Um, is that it for today? We done? Are you good? Oh, DraftKings. Give us our DraftKings. Are you going to go to DraftKings or are yeah. they going to go to your, they got to go to your page. Tell them where yeah. to find your page. Yeah. Oh, you can now go to damageplanmma.com, official picks. Those are my picks. Not Jason's wrong ones, my my correct ones. Don't listen to Jason. If Mackenzie Dern wins, you can start listening to me. If she doesn't win, do not listen to me. Stop it. Okay, ever- you ready for an interesting fact? Yes, we did the Aspen Lad picks. We both like Rocky on that one, Scott. Rocky. Rocky, Rocky. Sorry, hey, um, listen, give- real, real quick. Miss opportunity last week. So uh, we have a connection with somebody at Team Alpha Male that was talking to Uriah Faber, and they called me while they were there for me to talk to Uriah. Uriah, he said he would come on our podcast, and I missed the call. Well, you know Scott Bowler probably has Uriah Faber's phone number and just can call Scott, him and text him right now. I'll tell you who knows him down there because I know you won't say anything, and you probably could find out anyways. But I let's just say I have a connection there, and – he said he would come on, so shoot him a text and tell him to give us five minutes. That's hey, it. You ready? Five for, hey, you ready for my interesting fact about Bobby yeah. King? Sneaky. What? I can get you all those clowns. Who? What's your um, sneaky? Eleven and four, Bobby King. Okay. Five of those wins are by submission. Really? Didn't Bobby just get his brown belt? Yeah. That's awesome. All those clowns. You All tell right, me. dog. He said, you tell me who? Uriah, man. He's, he told my source to any time that he would call in. Just saying. We'll see you guys on Monday. Appreciate okay. everybody tuning in. FierceFightingChampionship.com. Go get your tickets. We out. We are out.